0: Support for this podcast comes from HealthNetics. Do you have nagging aches and pains from your younger, more athletic days? HealthNetics CBD is a premium brand CBD that may help take care of aches and pains, as well as relieve anxiety and sleeplessness. HealthNetics products are all natural, THC free, made in the USA, and undergo third party lab testing to ensure quality and purity. All CBD is not the same. Order today with a money back guarantee at healthnetics.com and use promo code SPORTS for 20% off.
1: September 2nd, 2019. I'm Esther Lin, and this is an MMA News Show. Let's start off this week with the recap of UFC Fight Night Shenzhen. On Saturday night in China, or Saturday morning here, Zhang Weili finished Jessica Andrade in 42 seconds to become the new UFC strawweight champion and first Chinese and Asian-born champion is the second-fastest stoppage in UFC strawweight history and the eighth-fastest stoppage in a UFC title fight. When the first round began, the two fighters traded hands, but it was Zhang who stunned Andrade with a right that caused the Brazilian to plummet into a series of elbows and knees from the Chinese fighter. After her post-fight interview in the cage, the new champion said in English, Thank you, everyone. My name is Zhang Weili. I'm from China. Remember me. At the post-fight press conference, Dana White said Zhang wants to be an active champion, and the UFC would like for her to be featured on a card in the States. And in the co-main, Li Jingnang took out the surging Eliezu Zaleski, who was on a seven-fight win streak. Li seemed to be one step ahead of him the entire time, dropping Zaleski in the first and countering throughout all three rounds. With less than a minute to go in the fight, Li dropped Zaleski with an uppercut and followed up until the referee waved off the action. Other notable results include Kai Kara France defeating Marc De La Rosa by unanimous decision, and former Deep Jewels champ and Invicta FC strawweight Mizuki making a successful UFC debut against the much larger Wu Yanan at Flyweight. Let's check in with Jose Youngs for what's next for the winners and losers of UFC Shenzhen.
0: Thanks Esther. Now for this week's book, we're only going to look at the main and co-main event of UFC Shenzhen. In the main event, obviously Wiley Zhang steamrolled over reigning champion Jessica Andrade to strip the UFC Star White Championship from her battered hands. Now, what's next for Wiley Zhang? I think it really depends on if Tatiana Suarez is healthy. She last fought at UFC 238. She said she had a neck injury. She wanted to take time off to recover and see how this title fight played out. If she's ready to go, I would love to see Tatiana Suarez versus Wiley Zhang. I think Tatiana Suarez, a lot of people consider her the uncrowned champion of that division, so I'd really like to see her take a massive step up in competition and challenge for the title. If she's not ready, I think the most logical answer is the winner of and JJ versus Michelle Washington at UFC Friday night in Tampa Bay. Is the most logical number one contender for Wiley Zhang's crown. Ioana Njajic obviously has the record for most title defenses. Michelle Waterson is ranked right below Wiley Zhang. If Michelle Waterson can get past Ioana JJ I think it's a no-brainer. If Ioana JJ wins, I think Wiley Zhang really wanted that fight before she got the title fight against Jessica Andrade, so the matchup right there will make the most logical sense. But if Tatiana Suarez is healthy, Wiley Zhang versus Tatiana Suarez, book it. Now, looking at Andrade's perspective, I think it really depends on how that Tampa Bay fight plays out. I would really like to see her maybe fight the loser. She's already lost to and Jajcik. If and JJ comes up short against Michelle Watterson, I think that could be a, a good time to maybe book that rematch. If Michelle Watterson comes up short, she's obviously a popular fighter, and she's they were they're ranked right around one, right right around each other. So maybe that's a matchup. That I know Nina Androv is out there who most recently came short to Tatiana Suarez, and in, in their uh, supposed number one contender matchup, well, it was more of a number one contender matchup. On paper, Tatiana Suarez before Tatiana Suarez got hurt, so maybe Jessica Andrade versus the loser of Yvonne and J.J. for submission, I'll watch it or Nina off. Book it. Now, going down to the co event, when Eliezu Zaleski saw his seven-fight win streak snapped by Li Liang in violent, violent fashion in the third round. What's next for Zaleski after seeing this, this win streak come come to an end? I'd really like to see him face maybe someone like Robbie Lawler. They were ranked like 14-13 or 14-15 in the UFC's official rankings. Zaleski obviously tried to get that fight against Robbie Lawler when Tyra Woodley fa- fell out of there. Or sub- scheduled fight at UC Minneapolis, didn't get it. I think now might be the good time. They're both coming off losses. Robbie Lawler obviously came up short to Colby Cummington uh, in very dominant, he was a very dominant one-sided decision win. Zaleski would like, wanted that fight to begin with, so loser coming off, one fighter coming off a loss, one fighter coming off a loss. Book it now for the winner Li Ling, I don't really know what's what's next for him. I mean, he's not in the top 15. Zaleski kind of took this fight. It was a very risky matchup. Maybe someone like a Mike Perry. Maybe someone like a Vicente Luca, who's ranked right there at 15. Especially if Li Ling jumps into the top 15. Uh, Vicente Luca, I believe, is ranked 15 at this at, at the time of this taping. So uh, if he doesn't get that Ponzinibbio fight in Sao Paulo, maybe they would they can match up right there, 14 versus 15. I think that could really the winner will propel themselves. Maybe not quite into the top 10, but into the 11. Uh, or 12 range, so Li Jiangling versus possibly Vicente Luque. Uh, if I'm the UFC, I look to book that, but if that's not the case, maybe a Mike Perry when he's healthy. I know Li Jiangling is never in b- boring fights. I know Neil Magny's come has to come off his uh, USADA, not his USADA suspension, but figure out what's going on with USADA. So Li Jiangling's uh, future is a little more murky, so maybe a Vicente Luque or Neil Magny, book it.
1: Thanks, Jose. It was announced this past week that Junior dos Santos would be joining the cast of Dancing with the Stars in Brazil. Our reporter Guilherme Cruz went to see the heavyweight to ask him about the rumors of fighting Alexander Volkov in Moscow and more. Uh, well,
2: uh, we were spoken about that fight, you know, with the with the UFC. Uh, I think it's good, it will be a, a great fight to do, you know. I, I'm, you know, my la- everybody knows me, and what, everything what I want to do is to keep fighting, to keep. Uh, you know, making things happen in my life, you know. And uh, right now, a uh, fight with Volkov would be great. I want to fight as soon as possible again, because uh, you know, my goals right now is to have the rematch with Ingano, you know. And uh, then my third third fight with uh, with uh, Stipe, you know. He did great on his fight now, and uh, becoming becoming the champion again. And I'm really happy for him, you know. But uh uh, I, have, I have my goals as well and the biggest goal is to become the champion again so I, I know that I have a lot of work to do and I'm ready for that.
1: Just two months after an alleged physical altercation with a bouncer at a bar in Honolulu, BJ Penn has again reportedly found trouble, this time at home on the Big Island. TMZ reported Tuesday that Penn was involved in a fight during a visit to a nightclub in Pahoa. MMA Fighting confirmed with the Hawaii Police Department that officers were called to the Lava Shack nightclub in regards to a disturbance, and that Penn was involved. Upon their arrival, the crowd had mostly dispersed, and witnesses had little information of the nature of the conflict. Two-time UFC light heavyweight title challenger Anthony Johnson is coming out of retirement and has already taken steps to re-enter the UFC's mandatory drug testing pool. He aims to be eligible to compete by March 2020. And the former welterweight plans to come back at heavyweight, his manager Ali Abdelaziz said to ESPN last week. Anthony Johnson's last fight in the UFC was a loss to Daniel Cormier in the second bid for the light heavyweight title at UFC 210 in April of 2017. And several fighters, including Will Brooks, Gleason Tibau, and Brian Carraway, still haven't been paid after competing in Battlefield FC2, the South Korean promotion's Macau show, back on July 27th. If this controversy is giving you deja vu, it's because after Battlefield FC1, Sarah Kaufman and Jessica Rose Clark took over a year to be paid for their clash. MMA Fighting's Damon Martin has confirmed with the California State Athletic Commission Executive Director Andy Foster that top middleweight contender Paulo Costa is one of six fighters that recently competed at UFC 241 in Anaheim, California on August 17th, being advised to move up a weight class by the commission. If a fighter gains back more than 10% of his or her body weight between the official weight and an fight day weight check, that fighter will be recommended to move up to the next weight class for their next bout. In addition to Paulo Costa, CSAC also listed Bantamweights Matty Bermudez, Brandon Davis, and Kyung Ho Kong, flyweight Sabina Mazo, and featherweight Sadiq Youssef as needing to move up. CSAC is the only commission that makes fight night weights public, and the numbers for UFC 241 revealed that the six fighters all had a weight difference of 15% or more. CSAC says fighters will not be forced to move up, these are only recommendations. And now, Let's go to the bad boy, Alex Kaylee for his recommendations on what to watch this week in MMA.
3: Yes, a fun fights fight we do have to discuss. The usual disclaimer, all times here, Eastern Time. Right off the bat, we've got to talk UFC 242, which takes place on Saturday in Abu Dhabi, which means an early start time over here. 10 a.m., early prelims on ESPN Plus and UFC Fight Pass, and then noon prelims on, it doesn't look right, FX? Okay. And then ESPN Plus pay-per-view at 2 o'clock. The main event, one of the biggest fights of the year, undisputed UFC lightweight champion Khabib Nurmagomedov takes on interim champion Dustin Poirier for all the marbles. Now there's been a stark contrast in the build-up for this fight and Khabib Nurmagomedov's last title fight, but there will be no shortage of drama in the cage and possibly after with El Kukui, Tony Ferguson, waiting in the wings. The next two highest build fights promise to be entertaining, though in different ways. Edson Barboza meets Paul Felder in a rematch in what should be another classic stand up battle, and Islam Makhachev and Davi Ramos collide in what will be a delight for grappling fans everywhere. And if you like tournaments, We got tournaments to whet your appetite for Saturday and also close it out. The second edition of Invicta FC's Phoenix Series airs at 8pm Friday on UFC Fight Pass uh, from Kansas City, Missouri. Now, for those of you who don't know, the Phoenix Series is a one-night tournament where the first two stages are comprised of one-round fights, and the final is a traditional three-rounder. The first tournament back in May saw Brianna Van Buren emerge victorious to win a vacant weight title and then immediately get the call-up to the UFC. This week, it's eight flyweights vying for a tournament crown. It's unclear exactly what's on the line besides bragging rights, but you have to imagine that whoever wins will be in prime position to challenge the winner of an upcoming title fight between champion Vanessa Porto and Karina Rodriguez. Uh, Friday's field includes veterans Deanna Bennett and Milana Dujeva, as well as up-and-comers like Miranda Maverick, uh, Victoria Leonardo, and recent contender series hopeful Shanna Young. And then... We have the start of the massive 16-man Bellator Featherweight World Grand Prix on Saturday, Bellator 226 in San Jose. That's exclusively on Zone, starting at 6.45 p.m., main card at 10. I don't think we can expect this one to be... Uh, as violent as Bellator 225, but if you're looking for competitive fights with major stakes, this one has got it. The first round matchups going down this weekend include two-time Bellator champion Pat Curran facing Adam Boritz, two-time champion Daniel Strauss taking on Dare Campos, plus Emmanuel Sanchez versus Taiwan Speedy Claxton and uh, Sam Cecilia versus Pedro Carvalho. Plus, 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 the main event just so happens to be Ryan Bader's first defense of the heavyweight title against combat sports lifer Czech Congo. So, whether you're looking for big title fights or traditional win-and-you're-in action, you have fun f-ing fights to watch this week.
1: Thanks, Alex. At the Contender Series last week, Dana White confirmed that the plan is for Kamara Usman to defend his welterweight title against Colby Covington at UFC 244 at Madison Square Garden. Also in New York, Darren Till will make his middleweight debut against another former welterweight, Kelvin Gastelum. Carlos Condit vs. Mickey Gall has been added to UFC on ESPN 7 in Washington, D.C. on December 7th, as well as Bryce Mitchell versus Matt Sales. Ed Ruth versus Jason Jackson was added to Bellator 231. 13-year MMA vet who fought in Elite XC World Series of Fighting in Shoe Brazil, Tyson Nam finally makes his UFC debut. MMA Fighting's Damon Martin confirmed that Nam will step in for Alex Perez against Sergio Pettis on September 21st in Mexico City after Perez withdrew due to an injury. And UFC veterans Bigfoot Silva and Gabriel Gonzaga will headline bare-knuckle FC8. And the November 16th UFC Sao Paulo card added James Kraus versus Sergio Morais, And Bobby Green returns from his brief retirement to face Francisco Trinaldo. Veteran UFC fighter C.B. Dalloway has been suspended for two years by USADA after testing positive for multiple banned substances. Dalloway issued a statement shortly after the news broke, denying the intentional use of performance-enhancing drugs and making reference to a 2016 back injury that he suffered in a freak elevator accident that is still plaguing him. Quote, As many people close to me are aware, I suffered a serious back injury in 2016. With my insurance capped out, I needed to find an alternative solution if I wanted to continue to compete in mixed martial arts, Dalloway wrote on Instagram. I traveled to Mexico to have a stem cell procedure done and ended up coming into contact with the mentioned substances. Dalloway hopes to be healthy and ready to return to action in 2020. And finally, newly crowned UFC heavyweight champion Stephen Miocic returned to shifts at the Valley View Fire Department last week and went straight to work on the bathrooms. Sporting a firefighter's push broom mustache, the heavyweight champ is featured on the Valley View Fire Department's Facebook page with scrubber in hand and new UFC belt around his waist. Last Friday, Miocic was available at the firehouse for photos and autographs, but most importantly, giving free dance lessons. And in an informal poll that I just made up, 100% of fans agree that CP Miocic should keep the mustache. This week, reporter Pete C. Carroll, cameraman EKC Leiden, and myself are headed to the United Arab Emirates and will bring you coverage from UFC 242 in Abu Dhabi. Wait, I got a flight to catch. I got to hurry up and pack. We need to wrap the show up. Keep it here at MMA Fighting all week for updates on the Eagle versus the Diamond. Thanks for watching. This is an MMA news show.